So welcome to Startup Business Q&A, episode 240, week 240, and we've passed by the month of AMAs in February. That was great fun every single week uh, doing an Ask Me Anything. And this week, back on topics, we're looking at content-led selling. And um, I really enjoyed this process over the years because I, you know, I just have <laughs> worked at the cold calling side and moved all the way very much through to um, uh, content-led selling, and I really want to get into this because I think this is something that um, is very much the now and is so much uh, more fulfilling for all parties involved. And I, I just believe this is an area that people are missing uh, the, the basics on. And what, what happens is you end up with so many people doing content but not getting the angle right on, on the conversion side, which is kind of my space. That's what I uh, the, the kind of the area I operate in. So I, I really want to get into this. So any questions you have on content-led uh, selling, you can pop into the comments. We're live right now on Instagram. Hello to all of you jumping in. Also live on um, Facebook and also live on LinkedIn too. So um, if you're watching right now, pop into the comments where you're watching from. Uh, let me know also if you're part of hashtag team live if you're watching live or hashtag team replay if you're watching of course the replay later on shout out to those of you listening to the podcast on itunes spotify or whatever your flavor is and thank you also for those of you watching the replay on igtv it's awesome to uh, get those comments afterwards <clears throat> a couple of things going to be happening this week i'm going to have your questions of course on content-led selling. If you want to ask anything, do fire away in the comments. I will also be sharing my three tips for doing this right, like your takeaways, like the really important essentials, your guidelines, if you like, that you need to know uh, to get this bit right. And because of the wonderful entrepreneur business group, with it, which has a big announcement today, um, I will also be sharing the winner of the $50 um, uh, incentive as well. Every month, or every couple of weeks, in fact, we have incentives. I give away books, courses, money, and this one was just simply best comment wins $50. So if you're not in the entrepreneur business group, and I've been mentioning it most weeks for 240 weeks, it's just one way you've been. So jump in Facebook, uh, uh, hit up groups, and look at entrepreneur business group. And when you join, there's thousands of us in there. There's an amazing announcement soon. I'm really excited about it. I'm going to announce it here on this live stream. And there'll be a post about this uh, a bit later on today um, on Facebook itself and possibly on LinkedIn. We'll see if I want to do it there too. But I'm really excited about it. And um, it is a step up for, for the group without question. If you're watching right now, let me just check how we're doing. Have we got uh, everyone watching? Okay. Good morning from Texas, says uh, Linda Purcell. Taylor, Taylor, good to see you here. Uh, also, uh, Tandaway uh, watching from uh, Tandy watching from the United Kingdom. Awesome to have you here as well. Thank you very much for tuning in. Uh, so cool having people here from all over the world. If you're watching now, let me know where you're watching from. Hello, Amy for hands-on approaches on Instagram. Hello, also Funway. Uh, thank thank you for joining in. Hello, just end uh, just Jess end bullying now. I haven't seen you in a little while. Good to see you too. Uh, thank you for coming in, Miss Jenny eight one six. Good to have you here too. Betsy Lopez G. And life is a picnic basket. 
It certainly is. Good to have you here. Also on Instagram, we're covering content-led selling today. If you have a question uh, over on Instagram as well, just pop it into the comments. But all of you pop in also where you're watching from. It's always good to see what cities we're covering here. Uh, thank you very much for doing that. Avas Shalari, good to see you here as well. Uh, and uh, Rick Hogan, nice follow-up on my question, Nate. No problem. I didn't realize you'd done that. But if I have, then good stuff. Um, Linda said, thanks for sharing relevant content. And all the way from India as well, Deval is watching. Good evening, uh, they say too. So amazing. Hey from Atlanta, says the superstar, Anna Morgan. By the way, congrats to you, Anna. Recognize, was it um, Fast uh, Companies? I can't remember. Was it, or, no, Fortune's Top 100 Growth Companies. I read that this morning. You superstar. I'm really proud of you. Uh, not that I, you, you need my my uh, you know blessing or anything, but well done you. Fantastic stuff. I was really impressed when I read that. And uh, uh, I'm, I'm more of the same from you, no doubt, in the coming months. So first question, let's jump in. Um, Mad underscore XL. Yes, that question came from Instagram, has asked if I've connected on LinkedIn with someone for a few weeks, how do you start the sales process the best way possible? So this is slightly different to content, but this is actually still a content led approach. So if you've been connected to someone on, I should talk to this camera because it's Instagram, I suppose, um, Mad XL, cool name. I don't know if that's your actual christened name, but there we are. I'll go with Mad as your first name. If you're connected with someone for a few weeks, what would you do with a new a connection in real life? It's the same principle, right? So if I have a new connection in real life, what I want to do is build that connection. I want to validate this reason for either them or me deciding to connect in the first place. So the way you do that is you show up for them a bit, you know, take an interest, you've connected, right? So go to their content, go to their profile, whatever it might be, and show up for them a bit. And so being connected isn't enough. I tend to find that you can get so much more if you show up for them. And so this is where you bring in this, we bring in this, this kind of concept, if you like, of a, um, a what's like what I call a value debt, which sounds nasty, but it's actually a really good term to describe the idea of giving to the point that someone's like, oh man, this person's really putting out for me. It's really awesome. And it naturally has an effect of the kind of the human animal on the other side of on this other person leaning back into you and saying like wanting to see curiously, you know, how they might be able to help you or, and check you out. So all is to say, Mad, what you want to do is make sure that you're showing up for them first. Now the sales process is very simple from there. You know, you, you can you can send them a message and say, hey, whoever, you know, it's been really awesome to connect with you on your content recently. How's it going? And that is a really good start point, and that will naturally make sense to them for them to respond because of course you've been showing up for them. The value debt is in, in play there. So that's a really good start point and people don't want to do that. This is the problem people have with this part of the sales process because it doesn't work for people who wanted to get on with it, but actually it's exactly what you should do because people don't want the pitch first. So rather than trying to find the magic first DM you can send someone, instead lead with this. Build some value debt, show up for them a bit first. Now the question can be, how, how's things, you can pretty much ask anything, but like, How's business? How's how's it all been going with you recently? You know, how, what, how's LinkedIn been performing for you? I could ask if I show up on your content for a couple of days or weeks. I could then ask that. Well, you know, it's underperforming, Richard. You might say, and then I can ask some natural questions like, "What have you tried? How has it worked? Worked? You know, why do you think that's not working so far?" 
And then when you share some more value, which, oh, sorry, some more detail, which you will do, because we've got the context of me, uh, you know, showing an interest in you in the first place, that it's very easy to, to just say, you know, why don't we, why don't we hop on a call? I know I can help with this. Uh, would you like to explore what it would look like if we worked together? It just works so well. But you start, people want to start here. We need to start further back here first with the building the relationship part rather than just straight in with the pitch. Uh, it doesn't work as well. And, and the problem is that everyone gets that all the time and no one wants to be sold to. So it's a far better process. Great question to kick us off. Thanks so much uh, for that, Mad Excel. Uh, next question, um, uh, Polina Limye, my friend from Russia, amazing to you, also through Instagram has asked, I haven't started posting on LinkedIn. Still, how do I, I mean, how long has it been? I, I met, I think I, I connected with Polina, Polina uh, like, two years ago <laughs> it's about time how do i believe that there is a still there's a place for me too now Pauline is an epic epic designer so naturally one might look at linkedin and say well that's a business platform rich you know unless i'm doing corporate and like white papers and you know unless i'm a lawyer or an accountant or something it's just no place for me or if i'm a recruiter obviously well wrong in fact it's a place for anyone and with over 700 million accounts on that the truth is that you've got all the deals you'll ever do are going to be with the people, some of the people who are on there. So you just got to remember that the people are there already. And before anyone is their job title, they are human. So they appreciate good content, but also plenty of people in there need the kind of thing that you do. They need great designers. I mean, some of the stuff you've done is outrageous. It's so good. And so the, you know, some of the music you've done as well, the music videos, there's no question that the right people are there who do the deal making. With this in mind, you should start. And there's a couple of examples. I'm going to do some shout outs. Adam and Michael, both in my LinkedIn client accelerator, are personal trainers, classically an Instagram uh, uh, business as opposed to um, LinkedIn. They're closing deals on, on LinkedIn. Wendy, even a better example, perhaps, to show you what's possible. Wendy, as an artist, is, is selling pottery through LinkedIn. Every day, pretty much, she does a video of a piece of like of her making pottery. So she throws the clay is like, you know, whatever the terms are to make a cup or whatever. Uh, I actually commissioned a piece so that'll be arriving soon, I hope. And, um, you know, there's an example again. She's thousands of sales, thousands of dollars of sales of her pottery just by sharing. And because the algorithm is so generous, you get good distribution. She's not this monster influencer but it's something that people appreciate. So it's insane to not try when it's so generous at sharing. And I, I just really suggest you do. My friend Alina, uh, who's over in um, Italy, is over 30,000 connections on LinkedIn. She sells oil paintings. She shares these oil paintings on LinkedIn and she sells them every day because people prefer, like they love the art. But even on a commercial level, people might need her for certain things, just like they might for you as a digital designer as well. So I, I mean, I can't say more than that. There's people selling the most left field stuff and they're still absolutely fine because people, there are people that need it there. So do bear that in mind. Uh, rest of Instagram joining in, Apple Source 313, good to see you here. Coach Kerry K, nice to have you on as well. Thank you for watching. Conversations with Bron, Vega.Yolanda32, my man Rich Cardona, awesome to have you on here. Thanks for watching. Uh, Daima Lomanu as well, thank you for tuning in. Uh, Patricia Voidenberg watching from New York, I think it normally is. By the way, I asked this question on Clubhouse. What's your approach on creating work culture? Work culture, for me, 
is lacking these days because I'm not in an office anymore. But if I understand what you're saying, asking about it's work culture in the sense of what, what life is like. I read a really interesting chapter in the new Jeff Bezos book called Invent and Wonder recently. And instead of talking about work-life balance, he talked about work-life harmony. And the idea that, you know, there's ebb and flow and some things need you more than others. But in terms of your work, you need to have it harmonized with everything else. So <clears throat> you've got to remember that uh, in his words, you know, if I'm a better husband, uh, you know, I, I will be a better worker. If I'm a better worker, I'll be a better husband. So remember everything flows together. And I think creating work culture, even if I look at the office, because we're in lockdown here in the UK, <clears throat> even just working by myself, I've got to remember that the environment needs to be what I want. I don't like distractions. So I don't have music playing. I don't, as you can see, I don't have loads of pictures on the wall. I like the space to just be clear and empty so I can think that works for me. But elsewhere, like, I have harmony because around the house, you know, there's plants, there's light. Uh, that kind of thing is really important as well. As far as I understand, I think that's what you're, what you're asking. Rick Hogan has asked, with the move to more virtual, is it, uh, it is getting tougher to get through all the firewalls and gatekeepers to talk to the C-suite of middle and large enterprises. Any ideas? I've managed to do this through uh, a number of approaches. Basically, do not do any of the direct DMs straight out of, the, out of the box. You need to lead with something a bit more useful for them first. I'm going to remember that content typically is, if we look at LinkedIn, for instance, for the C-suite we're talking about, Rick, if we're looking at um, uh, the context of, say, LinkedIn, content is viewed during a break more often than not. So these uh, C-suite, if they are on, on viewing LinkedIn, then you need to provide something that stimulates at their level. You don't have to be humorous if that's not your thing. It's not my thing. It is for others. But you have to be, you know, you have to be stimulating. Maybe it's intellectually, for instance. Positioning, as in showing that you're an expert, is a very powerful way to do this. Write an article, share a hack, share some ideas, reframe the public view of what they believe is right with a new way of looking at things to demonstrate you're a thought leader, for instance. And all of this adds up to produce this feeling that maybe you're the right guy for the job. And you know, starting conversations in your content means that more people gather around and that momentum will also carry you in front of other people's eyeballs as well. It helps with distribution. So the, I do feel that the strong con content does work, but it's by strong, what I really mean, <clears throat> excuse me, is making sure that you are speaking with a level of sophistication that matches those uh, with, with whom you're, you're trying to court. So you, you'll find that C-suite might not want it too basic. They want to, you know, interface with people who are at their level. So think about how you need to come across and what it is you're saying and how jokey it might be to be humorous in your particular industry or not. You know, these considerations to, to bear in mind. Um, that's a start point. The other thing to think about is when they do pay attention and remember buyers this is a big takeaway for you. Buyers are lurkers. They don't sit there writing messages in the comments. They don't sit there writing DMs all day long, they do check out your profile though. So if you do something that's compelling, that content is like a piece of gravity and it gets these people attracted to you and they can't help because they're humans, they can't help being curious and seeing who you are. So imagine, Rick, you produce an epically interesting, stimulating piece of content that really reframes things about maybe my industry. Um, then I'm gonna go, well, who's this Rick guy? 
I'll go and check you out and look at your profile. It's natural for me to want to do that. Curiosity is huge leverage for you. So if someone's going to look at your profile, even if there's no further action, if they don't send you a message or anything, you can now see who's looked at your profile. Then you now have context for a message. Hey, Rick, thanks so much for checking out my profile. Just wanted to say I really appreciate that. Just out of interest, was there anything that caught your eye? Or if they send, if you do really good content, people ask you to connect with them. They send you a connection request. Hi, Rick, thanks so much for the connection request. Out of interest, what made you decide to send it? Start conversation and find out, you know, probe it and show some curiosity. That tends to help quite a bit. I'm glad, uh, glad that helped. Good stuff. So let's jump on over to the incentive then. So if you're not in it already, make sure you jump in to the Entrepreneur Business Group. If you go live uh, over to Facebook, the Entrepreneur Business Group is literally just called that. So facebook.com slash groups slash Entrepreneur Business Group. We'll just search for it in the search bar. We've got four and a half thousand members. We've been running it for five and a half years now. I'm really proud of it. Every so often, every few weeks, we have incentives. This week's or last week's one rather was what are the what no it wasn't it was uh, uh, the question was what will goal will you achieve by the end of the month because last week was the end of February and the best comment gets a fifty dollar cash PayPal there's no vouchers here we can proper money people want money right so I sent that over instead so the winner just want to announce quickly before the big announcement on this group the winner is Aaron Leup L E U double P so impressed with this dude it really is awesome and it, so he wrote this a week ago this was his goal. I'm going to get over 100,000 views on our 2D pilot demo, demo pilot and get 1,000 signatures on our petition for us to produce the first Latina princess 3D movie for Disney, I understand. Already, we're halfway there. Just brilliant, Aaron. Really behind that. Uh, I really, it really matters to me. Like, if you look at Disney princesses, for instance, they're, you know, it's only recent years that they've gone to Moana, for instance. And although Pocahontas was some time back, it was all a little bit too, you know, old school, uh, you know, English and white. And I think it's really awesome that there's so much more diversity there and uh, that's needed. And so I'm really encouraging that. Congratulations, man. That's fantastic. And, that, and there was a, a screenshot he shared in the group. It just looks magnificent. Good on you. So uh, well done. I presumably $50 won't go that far to helping your budget, <laughs> but uh, you know, may it may uh, help you in some way with, with my blessing too. Congratulations to you. And if anyone's not in the group, uh, then you can jump in the entrepreneur business group. You will want to join this group on Facebook specifically now because we've made a structural change. So I've hired uh, someone to jo join us, a Mona, who is, has been part of the group and in part of my ecosystem for some time now, I've done a number of projects as part of what I'm doing. And I'm thrilled to announce that she is now the curriculum director for the Entrepreneur Business Group over on Facebook. Every second and fourth Thursday of the month at 9 a.m. Eastern time, there will be a presentation or an interview with someone re really quite spectacular. So we're talking about best-selling authors, business leaders, not just with all love and respect to them, not just my pals, but like people who really have clout and have done spectacular things. We bring them into the group. It will only be in that group to be exclusively there and we'll live stream with an interview or something. I will be doing the first one next week on Thursday at 9 a.m. Eastern time. I will be revealing very soon who that first person is, but there'll be an announcement later on as well. Thank you, Mona. She's coordinating all of this. And I'll, I'll be doing the first interview, but she'll be taking it from there. And uh, if, if you want to, like, this is all free. And back in 
back in peacetime before we had before we had coronavirus all of the live uh, entrepreneur business live events i ran around the world these networking events for charity they were streamed specifically only into that group so i really want to give a load in there and uh, and it's not just replacing uh, live events but it's adding to it this curriculum director role is fantastic and mona's going to be bringing so much value through these people so we're going to have some real heavyweights make sure you're in the group but i will also um be announcing uh, so you can jump in and watch these things completely free of charge this is just giving some great value from amazing people like i say best-selling authors uh like kings and queens of their spaces uh and business leaders and first one is on thursday next week so the second and the fourth thursday of every month from 9 a.m hope you can join us there i'm really pumped about that uh whilst i've got your attention for announcements big shout out to restream thank you so much for uh supporting my uh live streams these recent months uh we are uh still offering ten dollars free credit if you sign up with a free account so you can record video you can go live on any like any platform and multiple platforms at once record audio as well for podcasts for instance all through restream grab yourself a free account at restream.io slash join slash richard moy get ten dollars free credit on me as well so it makes a lot of sense to try that out arty palmer good to see you here on Instagram, also Ego Death Digital, cool name, Street Art Picks, uh, Beth, Best Healthy Version of You as well, Applesource C13, you join back in. If you have questions on content-led selling, do let me know, um, but let's carry on. Laura Bernard, how do you make sure a piece of content converts? So, this is a big question, but like a couple of little things to remember is that a really good point is to spend lots of time on that first comment, that, or rather the first comment, on the first line. The first line is gonna stop someone scrolling, go, I need to check this one out. So you should spend a lot of time on that. Writing good quality copy is gonna make a huge difference. But also spend a lot of time on, on how you craft the call to action. That CTN, CTA on that last line, every post should have a call to action. Even if the call to action is, what's your opinion on this? Share something, you should stimulate conversation comments on posts are like the currency of um of growth and of distribution on social platforms so if you want your content to do well you need to drive comments hard and so it makes sense to have that as a call to action but to get conversion you've got to ask yourself what do i need to be doing uh, at the first step in my call to action if i'm going to try and get people to step forward Think about the state someone is in. If they're just passively consuming their content, they're reading or they're watching a video or something like that, and they get to the bottom and they're just, you know, they're in a, a very reclined, like, like um, um, it's not kind of physically speaking, but like a metaphorically reclined position. They're checking your content, but that's all there is at the moment. And to then suggest in the call to action that they jump up to having a phone call with you is too much of an ask. So your first step with them for conversion, Laura, should be very low key, which is why, I mean, I talk about this a lot now, but why um, lead magnets really make a lot of sense. So rather than saying, if you want to learn more, let's hop on a call, DM me and we can hop on a call, doesn't convert. Ever tried it? You'll find it doesn't convert because people don't want to hop on a call. That's too much of a step up. There's a lot of things about social anxiety and so on. Instead, a small step up is more akin to like, you know, if you want to learn a few few more tips about this, 
uh, comment me please or DM me please and I'll send uh, a cheat sheet to you. You can, you can almost feel how much uh, less pressure there is there. They feel like they've got a lot more control. And the example I give out a lot that it describes this really well. So if I'm walking down the street, someone stops me to say, hey, can, can I speak to you for a moment, please? And, you know, they've got a clipboard. They're going to try and take my money for something uh, which no doubt is a noble case. I'm going to try and avoid that naturally. Most people do because they don't want to get into a socially anxious, cringy uh, um, uh, kind of conversation. Some are fine with it. Some are fine with it. But most people don't want to because they're like, oh, man, I'm going to get sold to it. I don't have to do this. Whereas... If someone's like, hey, would you like this pamphlet it's about some information it's about a charity we're working with, nothing else to do, then you're more likely to take that than engage in the conversation. And the reason why is because you have control. It's lower pressure. And it's the same here. Your call to action at the bottom of your content should be low key, low pressure. It's like if you want this next step, if you want this pamphlet, if you want this, this you know, cheat sheet or, or top five hacks or something, that is a really good step. And he gets people to say, yeah, actually, I do. That would really help me. Thank you. And they step forward. And that's your first step into conversion, because now you can start your DM game and then pivot to a phone call. So really good question there. Thank you for that. And on, on that vein, let me, before I finish up, let's get into uh, my top three guidelines for effective content-led sales. I've got some, just some things I want you to take away. So if you're taking notes, what, what's to bear in mind? Number one, as I've already said, every single time, content needs a call to action every single time. If you don't have one, you're not signposting what people should do next. And you may think people are intelligent, but sometimes they need almost permission to do something, to write something. Not everyone is bold enough, but if you write a call to action in a simple yet instructive way, then it really, like, don't just write, write your comments below. It's, you're asking too much. Don't say that. Instead, you should say something like, tell us about x below because when you're specific it's easier to do you're you're like narrowing the bandwidth required for them to answer this question you're telling them what to do and what to write about also make sure the call to action isn't too big like i said don't ask them to hop on a call with you when they don't know you ask them if they want to receive something that gives them more control or when you want to stimulate conversations don't say tell us your life story in the comments below no one's going to do that to give us something simple, simple, low intensity question uh, is far more likely to convert into conversation. So that, that tends to work really well. Call to action every time. Number two, follow up. Follow up even with the small actions. So not everyone, like I said earlier, not everyone's going to send you a DM. So not everyone is a, a DM coming at you. There may well be something quite low key. If someone looks at your, this is what I would do when I start, when I started out, like, if someone looked at my profile, if someone liked a piece of content, that was enough. I'd send them a message, connection request. Hey, thank you so much. Just wanted to say, you know, I really appreciate you checking out the content. I, I appreciate you looking at my profile. Is there anything of interest there? Stimulate conversation. So ask a question, but don't sell. Don't share, like, you know, your free webinar or your downloadable because they don't want that yet. They don't, you know, you haven't earned the right. Just, just acknowledge that they've stepped in your direction and validate that action. And they're more likely now to then do it again. And that's like, it's about building some momentum before you start offering things. So follow up even with the small actions. But the other thing is stay in lane. And one of the things that really makes the difference for content-led selling is make giving clarity around the area within which you operate. So you know, it's kind of clear after a while what I do <laughs> because, because I focus on the space itself. And there's 
very loosely speaking, two types of posts you want to do. One is like engagement posts, so driving the comments, but also potentially the leads as well. Polls, sharing hacks and tips and hints and how-tos. And then there's also positioning posts, what I call reframe posts, which is where you share specifics uh, around like, like why people need to view the world slightly different. And the, the reason for that is because it elevates you in their perception as someone of a bit of a higher thinker. And that thought leadership uh, perception is very, very powerful because then people look up to you and are willing you know, to, to take you more seriously for what you talk about. And the point of those posts is emotionally you want that person reading it or, or viewing it to think, no wonder I hadn't been getting the results I was after because I hadn't been doing that thing that Richard's just, you know, eloquently talked about me doing. So I think that's that's really crucial as well. The engagement stuff to stimulate, you know, strong engagements of people that are on your radar. But then those reframe posting posts to kind of reframe how people look at things. Um, you want to challenge the mainstream beliefs, not just for the sake of it. You have to believe it. But like whatever the myths are uh, that are perhaps not quite right or a bit that need evolving or a bit antiquated, you need to suggest there's another way of looking at things. That's a really, really important way to look at that. So I hope that's helped. Uh, really important, those three tips uh, to kind of keep you on point. Uh, let's see if there's any other questions or any other points here. If you're watching right now, thank you for tuning in. This is week 240 of Startup Business Q&A. We're talking about content-led selling today. Congratulations to Aaron Layup, who won $50 in the giveaway in the Entrepreneur Business Group. And if you want to jump into the group, search Entrepreneur Business Group on Facebook, you will want to do this because every second and fourth Thursday of the month as of now, so starting next Thursday, at 9 a.m. Eastern, every single second and Thursday of the month, we'll be having an interview or a presentation or like a pure value share from someone who is epic in their space. This isn't just Richard's pals, this is with all affection to them. This is people who are really epic at what they do. So I'll announce this a bit later this week, but the first one will be, she's absolutely amazing. Uh, we've got also the likes of uh, best-selling authors, we've got business leaders all queued up as well. So I just really want you to get the most from this. Make sure you're tuning in to ask some really great, great questions as well. Um, so last question from Facebook was Anna Sabino, and I have to shout her out. Congratulations to you, Anna. Anna and I have known each other for uh, several years, a few years on LinkedIn. And back in the back end of 2017, LinkedIn started to allow video. So we both became LinkedIn video creators like in, the, in 2018. I remember, you know, it was around the same time. And we met in, in, our, in my New York event in January uh, 2019. And um, she lives in Hawaii, the lucky woman, but she, in June, I think it was in 2018, started doing a video every day. Today, or was it yesterday? I think it was yesterday, was her 1,000th daily video. No one comes close in terms of consistency. That's insane. I know some people have done daily videos for time. Some people did for like a couple of hundred or something like that, which is still impressive, but 1,000, like every day for like whatever that is, three three years or so, outrageous. So congratulations to you, uh, Anna. Your question is, unsurprisingly about this, thanks to my 1,000 daily videos, I'm now getting DMs in my inbox asking for coaching. No surprise at all. You two do tend to find consistency, is, consistency does get you attention. 
I'm feeling fortunate, but I'm considering to maybe just dip my toe into the outreach waters. That means sending out messages uh, direct to people. I'm still not sure about that, but what would your number one actionable step be uh, that I could take? Thank you. Firstly, thank you for asking me. Um, look, outreach is, isn't dead. It's just not the best approach. The most effective approach, I'm not talking about volume now, I'm talking about the most effective approach is content-led because you'll build that value debt and then the conversion can happen afterwards when you have someone who's like, hey, I think this person's kind of interesting. Still, outreach can be done, absolutely. The main thing to look for, especially if you're doing coaching, is firstly, you need to recognize you are doing a low, low volume gain. You're not doing high volume. There's low volume, high ticket premium coaching. So you don't need 50 people a month. You need like four or eight or whatever it might be, low, low volume. With low volume, high ticket, it's insanity to spam out 50 messages a day because you're not giving them enough love. The one thing I would say, if I can only say one, there are lots of things I want to say, of course, and I can do a whole course on it. But that, in fact, I have called the basics of sales you can get on the richardmore.com. But the point is that if you want to check out, um, if you want to uh, tap into really good returns from outreach, number one thing is look for commonality. So create a reason or find a reason why you should reach out to that person other than relevance. So. The best way to put it like this, commonality can be, another word for it if you like, is leverage. So the two things that you must have are relevance and leverage. Relevance because it makes sense that I, I, I need to be able to help you in some way. If I can't, if, you know, if you, I don't know, if you have no legs and I sell shoes, I'm of no way, in no way relevant. Okay, so, so the point is I have to be relevant, but I also have to have leverage. So what this looks like is, like, if I just identify someone I could technically coach and outreach them, it's a bad idea. Hey, you are technically someone I could coach, you're a CEO or whatever you want to do. That's not enough because everyone else is doing it. So you have to show something slightly different and bring that novelty. And that's in the form of leverage. And that's where the little bit of trust can begin. So everyone wants to sell everyone, right? So instead, you need to look at, like, what is it that makes that person think, ah, oh, now this one's different commonality or leverage is where you can, you know, if, if you want to talk to people about um, helping them, you want to you want to start with like, what is it that you both do that's the same? Where do you both, it's as simple as maybe looking at a profile, did you both go to the same school, live in the same area, work at the same kind of business, or have they, more likely, have they posted a piece of content that, you know, is really interesting? Are, have you got mutual connections, right? So who are they? Are there any people in particular they appear to be quite close with? Like wherever the mutual um, or common uh, thing is, you can really win. So I I don't do cold outreach at all. I do literally zero of it, okay? What I do, I did do, I don't do so much now, but I did do warm outreach. And what that is, is when I create, for instance, some decent content to the point where someone decides to show up for it, like a poll, for instance. If I do a piece of, uh, if I do a poll and people vote for it, well, I don't really know those people so well, but they have voted on the poll. So there's the commonality. My leverage is the fact that I voted on this poll. Okay, so now I want to get in touch with them. My, I'm checking relevance first, make sure they're the right demographics so the currency converts if they were to buy. And I would say to them, you know, hey, first, hey, Anna, thanks so much for voting on my poll. I, you know, how are you doing? And, and she'd say, oh, great, no problem. I look like an interesting poll. Out of interest, what was it that made you decide to select that option? Oh, well, because of this. And now we're off. 
So I need to find that thing that I can talk about first. And if I go back 16, 17, 18 years, I started really changing the game for myself in my cold calling job. That was my job back then. I originally uh, was, was doing that in selling. And I, I changed the game for myself by specifically making sure that there was some reason why there was a connection with the lead I was calling. So rather than, for instance, at one point I was selling marketing to um, companies who sold onto airports, rather than just going, you work in airports, I'll call you. It was, has that person got any link at all? That CEO of that company, have they done any work ever with the, one of the companies we've worked with? Ah, they did a contract with this company two years ago. Great. Hi, I want to speak to this person about the thing I've been doing with this company uh, for the past two years. I know that you work together. I thought it'd be courteous to reach out to you. Can you just see how much, much more realistic that, that person's going to answer the call because I've got some kind of mutual connection? But you don't have to go that far. I mean, just look at the people who've viewed your profile. And I would start with commonality. It's the number one thing. Really, really good point uh, in there. Um, uh, congratulations, Anna says, Patricia, quite right. A thousand daily videos in a row is insane. Uh, John Padgett has asked, what are other examples of a good call to action? I don't have a cheat sheet or brochure to share. Sure. I, I, I think that, that you don't actually have to share a brochure or anything like that. I actually often will say, you know, for instance, I have my course, the LinkedIn Client Accelerator, which specifically you know, trains this kind of thing and trains conversion on LinkedIn. And I will say, you know, the students who have achieved these results, if I've given some social proof in the post, for instance, are all making use of the eight modules of the LinkedIn Client Accelerator. Uh, comment modules if you'd like to see them and I'll share them. So when people say, yeah, me, please, then I've not built anything like a cheat sheet or a brochure here, John. But what I do then is I send a message, say, "Hey, no problem." Like I said in the in the in the post, you know, these modules are part of the LinkedIn Client Accelerator. Um, why don't we grab a call now and we hop on a we can hop on a call and I can explain how it works. At that point, people are fine with hopping on a call. But if you have it as your call to action, it doesn't convert at all because they've stepped forward saying, "I'd be quite interested, please." So that's worked for me as well. Just talk about an element of the thing you offer. And so I, I usually say, you know, like this is this is part of the third module of my of my course. If you'd like to see it, let me know and I'll, I'll share it with you, which which means seeing it and sharing it with you is we got on the call and I'll show you. But you can't ask for the call first because it's too much of a step up from just reading or consuming a content of someone who's not necessarily uh, really well, doesn't know you so well. So I hope that helps a little bit. Uh, uh, really good, really good question there. Yanis, my man, nice to see you here. Thanks for watching uh, uh, today. Uh, begin with commonalities. Absolutely right. That's precisely the way to look at it. Uh, exactly right. Thank you so much, everyone, for joining in. I really, really appreciate it. I'm just looking through all the comments here. It's amazing seeing so many people here. Uh, shout out to you all for watching. Thank you. This has been episode 240. If you are not in the Entrepreneur Business Group, make sure you are. Make sure you jump in there because it's really powerful, uh, these interviews we've got coming up. So every second and fourth Thursday of the month, uh, there's the link for you on Facebook and LinkedIn right now. You can jump in and at 9 a.m. EST on those days, we'll have amazing interviews or presentations from some pretty heavyweight professionals that you would love to learn from, I'm certain. And um, in addition to that, thank you also to Restream Superstars partnering with me on these live streams. You can grab yourself $10 for free uh, as credit when you get a free account there. If you go to restream.io slash join slash Richard Moore. Have a wonderful day. Thank you for watching on Instagram. 
Uh, thank you all so for watching on Facebook and LinkedIn. I really appreciate it. Have the best week ahead.